This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. I am being true. This is ladies and start with up. 84 reasons, no games, no gimmicks, just reasons. Yeah, we need deep into the season, but you know, people always ask me when it comes to the University of Florida, who is the royal family? Every school has a royal family. Well, the University of Florida, unless you un- live under a rock, the royal family would be the Jacksons. That would be Willie Senior, Willie Jr., Terry Jackson, and that, now we got Khalil Jackson there. Repping that 22, seven years in the NFL, won a national championship. I got a chance to fake block him on, uh, on special teams when we was in the league. I, I ain't do that. The great Terry Jackson. What's going on with that, TJ? What's happening? Troop, how you doing there, brother? Man, I can't call it, man. I, and listen, I, I want to I stick with that, though. I mean, your dad, your brother, not you, your nephew, your sister. Was it, was it always for, I mean, obviously your dad's situation was being the pioneer. Uh, just you know, uh, breaking that, uh, you know, breaking that stereotype, breaking that racial gap. But was it always Florida for you and Willie, or did y'all say, "I hope to go to Florida"? But it just, it just kind, kind of uh, went you guys' way. Yo, know, my mama went there too. Can't forget about that. Okay, yeah, mom Dukes. I'm sorry, mom Dukes as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it, it was. I mean, obviously, being a, a kid from Gainesville, I mean, that's what you know. On top of all the other things you just, you just referred to, being a kid from Gainesville, you know, I'm. I'm Gator through and through. So I was hoping that was the case, but I was, you know, I, you know, I went to a small school right across the street, PK Young, and played on lower division. So we a lot of times don't get that respect, you know, of other schools. We are a smaller school. I mean, I'm, we lucky to have 25 on our team, you know. So we were a smaller school, smaller division. And back in those days, the video ain't but so good. And it's really hard to judge to project somebody, you know, in the competition. So I was actually about a day or two away from signing with Duke. And then, uh, you know, Coach Zook said, Terry, we're going to find something for you. And then I think like a day or two before, a few days before signing day, they found a scholarship for me. And it was, yeah, the rest was uh, history. I mean, Gainesville, Florida. Obviously, that's, you know, Florida runs Gainesville. Florida runs the state of Florida. You talk about Coach Coach Zook, the guy. So you got to you got to play under Coach Zook. I got to play under Coach Zook. But we talk about them, the dynasty years at Florida. It got started in the nineties with y'all, yourself, Fred T, Mike P, Ike, Rebuild, Quan. You know, it's like being on a team that got that many stars. How do y'all keep them egos down? Because they're not, you know, especially now in the NIL world, here, How does a team that everybody wants to play, everybody wants their name to to be in the games, be a son or the alligator on campus? How does one Terry Jackson, in the midst of all these stars, y'all keep y'all egos in check for the greater good of the squad? Well, I think you hit it when you said NIL. I mean, I think that we have fun. You know, Coach Burrier, he was out there calling plays, having a good time. He was an athlete. He wanted to have fun and play, you know, just go out there, coach up the game and have fun. We had fun competing. We had fun competing against each other. We wanted to win. We were just out there in practice competing, having a good time, playing a game like we were playing when we were kids. And when you do that, it's just about, 
you know, that's it's, it's, it's competitive, friendly competition. We want to whip each other every day. Our practices are harder than the games because we're going against each other. When we got to the game, that was time to have more fun, you know, put up points, do whatever you do. But so it was it was a, a team. We had great leadership from players, uh, coaches, but more so we had players in there who were just. You know, you know, a lot of those guys we had from Miami, they wasn't they wasn't with a lot of that foolish. I mean, they were some foolish off the field, but on the field, like those guys just kept a lot of things in check, whether that was Lawrence, Mark Campbell, you know, and even those older guys, you know, we had Danny Warfel, great, you know, they just were about that business. We were competing with each other, doing everything off the field, on the field, always together. Can I mean just everything, competing, having fun. So I think that's the difference in the game. It's a little bit more, it's become a little bit more business. Now, and I think even science says once people, once money becomes attached, it becomes instead of play, it becomes work. We made that work of working hard become play. So I think that's kind of the difference in the area that we're in now. Um, but you know, I'm not against people getting what they they deserve. It just have to it has to be a more healthier system that I think takes a long term view to help these kids. Your dad, your dad being a pioneer, Willie Jackson Senior, being the first him. Being being the first black player to ever play at Florida in the seventies, had you guys ever talked about that? I know I know a couple of years back I saw they finally recognized him, and you know you know well deserved. But there's pressure and there's pressure that your daddy had to, had to deal with. Did you did you guys ever talk about that? Did he ever say, "Hey man, I'll make sure you guys keep your head on straight"? Because it's one thing that you got Georgia next week. It's another thing when you breaking down barriers when all you want to do is play football. And I think the biggest thing, he said, obviously, all those things were there. Growing up during those times, it was a much, you know, he had to deal with a lot more. But I think the best thing he said, his teammates were, were with him. You know, when you teammates made them feel very comfortable for the most part, sure, stuff on campus. And when you went to away games, it was a lot of it was more the away games when they got the brunt of it. And then the things that were happening on campus, a big thing happened during their time there with the, with the president of the school. where They had a, a lock in or something like, of that sort. So there were things going on. But, you know, trying to keep, you know, focus. It's hard enough to play sports with all that other things going on. So those things definitely were, were, were tough, but I think the biggest thing he said, their teammates were, were pretty, pretty good about everything. And that was my dad and Leonard George together because they had each other. And then there was um, Tommy who was on the track team and a few guys, and, you know, they were close knit, you know, the few black people who were on campus. When I think, when I think about you, T. Jackman, obviously, you know, me and you go, me and you go way back. The first time I met you was, you know, we out there running. I'm out there trying to keep, trying not to pass out and look crazy. And I, I'm like, I look, you know, you was like, come on, I remember looking and you was like, come on, Troop, let's go. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, number one, he is not, if he's he's not on the squad, Rob Glass, my body do not look like that. But I always remember, you know, you coming back, always having a level head because the one thing they can't make former players do is come back. They can't make you come back and you ain't contractually obligated. But you being from Gainesville and knowing, look, man, this is a chance for me to go out here and get a good workout in. What is always important for you, for players like myself, to see, number one, what a professional looks like, but number two, to know, look, man, I'm grinding in the offseason, even though, even though y'all boy are trying to figure out which way is up. Absolutely, because we had that, whether it was my brother coming back. I remember one time uh, Emmett came and ran with us, worked out. When you see older guys who've been there and done that, I think it, it, it adds an extra layer of motivation. Say, you know, I could do that. 
You know, you see people, you size them up, you say, I can do that. I mean, I'm working out with this guy because I'm the same person. It just gives you that confidence as well. But it gives you, you know, especially when those people feed back into you. I think that's what life is about, feeding back, giving back to those who come behind you to help them reach their goals, whatever that may be, on or off the field. So definitely, most definitely. And I think that's what it's really all about when it comes to the end, bringing up those others who cover behind you and, and hope they can be better than you as a team and as individuals. It's, it's, listen, it's, it's New Orleans. It's, it's the national championship. Y'all, y'all, y'all boys get to do something that most teams would love to do. Oklahoma would love to play Texas in the national championship. Auburn would love to play Alabama in the national championship. But y'all got some get back. And the thing about them boys over there, on the panhandle of Florida that will go unnamed. They got, they, they, they was on the winning end in the regular season. A lot of things happened between the last game of the season, the SEC championship, ACC championship, big 10 championship. Now y'all in New Orleans. What, what was that? What was that feeling like TJ? Because the one thing about you, you very, very mild mannered, but you got in the zone in the net. You, you know, you got your little dance on. What, what, what was that? What was that feeling like winning the national championship, but who you did it again? Well, once again, like you said, being a lifelong Gator, I mean, it had never happened before. We would, we knew it was it was on the precipice, a chance for it to always be. So to be dominant at that time and to know when that game, when I got in, it was the game was pretty much over at that point. It was like, okay, this is for everybody. You know, we just having a good time. We could do it. Penalty won't matter, whatever it is. It's just like it's time to party. And, you know, we – we were so close the year before. We were the best team in the nation the year before and got whipped by Nebraska because we were, you know, we got a little cocky. I said we got a little cocky. We didn't think that, you know, we thought we were going to run through that game. And that ended up being one of the greatest teams ever we ran up against. But we knew we were there. We put the work in. And when you put the work in, I mean, you, you got the confidence that it's going to happen. So it was it was just a matter of time. It was our time. And just enjoying it. Our job was just to enjoy it. And we – we we just was waiting for the game. We knew it was gonna happen. Nowadays, when it comes to the running back position, they want to do it by committee. I mean, you see Florida right now. They got ET and they got Montreal. You played with Fred T. What? I mean, I know Fred. Listen, I know Fred T is out there now doing doing his podcast world the pivot and him and Channing and Ryan, you know, and uh, Ryan Clark. I played against Fred T eight times in the NFL. I never heard Fred T say a word. Never. What? The young Fred T, the 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 the, the you know the the blue tights, the bandana, the 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 dark visor. How was Fred T as a player? I know y'all was boys, but how was he out there between them lines, man? You know, Fred is that we I actually I was at something and somebody uh I was at one of those little breakfast club workouts today and somebody a player from he played at LSU, played in the league a bunch of years. He said, You think Fred gonna make it in the Hall of Fame? I said, Absolutely. He he definitely, I mean, because when you when you whether there's God or whatever. somebody, if you're drawing up what a running back should be, he's that guy. He's in the mold of those 80s. Bo Jackson's, her, her, he's in that mold. I mean, he's just built for it. To be 6'1", 6'2", 230, uh, with feet like a ballerina, move like I was playing defense when I first got to Florida. And he put him, he, he doesn't even have to lower his pads to run you run through you. That's not his kind of mentality. And, and people, you know, I think, he has a, a certain level of, of football genius. Like, he's the type of person, right, I couldn't imagine being thinking I could score from any time I touched the ball. 
But when you're that type of guy like Fred, you can touch the ball. You can score any time. That wasn't – I know I wouldn't fix the break 60, 70, 80 every time. I'd probably get you 10, 15, 20, 30 in my mind. But when you like him, so every run – and it put, and a lot of times what happens is, you know, on third and one, you know you can't do that. So a lot of times you say, well, he ain't going to hit this hole, but that's not it. This man thinking I can score every time. So there are not a lot of backs in the world, <laughs> whoever played, who are like that, who probably can do that. So I think this guy, he's a, definitely a Hall of Famer. Anybody, and everybody who was in there, the guy from LSU, my five people just chimed in the conversation. Also, he was ain't a lot better than him, and that's the other pro teams. And I think when you get it from your peers more so, I think that's what really matters. When your peers recognize your greatness or just how hard you worked and the, the time you put in to become a master of what you did, and I think he has that from his peers and even his teammates. I mean, I, I recognized it. Yeah, we between me, him, and Eli, we used to rotate, you know, because we all had our own little thing we do. But, I mean, I recognize that this man is, woo, my goodness. I remember, it's funny, somebody asked another question. I remember we were at, when we were getting recruited in 94, him and Redell were at the, uh, Florida relays, and um, I saw him. I, I saw them too, and we started talking. And I looked at him as a high school and senior. And he had just ran a hundred and ran like a ten something. And I looked at him. I said, "Okay, I see exactly why Spurrier ain't get from me no scholarship. I I understand. <laughs> and I'm okay with it because I don't look like this. I mean, this man is a grown man and and a senior in high school and fast. I said, "Okay, I get it, and I didn't even feel bad." <laughs> And TJ, he was sticking with that. I was, you know, when people, there are guys that look like high schoolers. Like, yeah, we, they, you know, they got a couple of muscles. And then you hear about how Fred T looked like in high school. You know, obviously, you know, small town, you know, them, 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 them Bell Glade boys, man, them muck boys, ain't nothing going on. But you know, they burning that soil and they chasing rabbits on the ground. But y'all ended up in the same, you know, in the same locker room. Y'all ended up in the same, you know, meeting room. Getting to know the person, because I think sometimes, you know, we see the talent, we know the talent, but you knew him. What, what was it like just being there? Because when I was at Florida, it was Ernest Graham, it was Robert Gillespie, then it went to Deshaun Wynn and Seattle Faison. How important is it for running backs to have that? Because y'all do what nobody else Y'all get hit more than, than anybody on the field. Why is it important for them running backs to have a different type of bond? Because Y'all kind of got to be the eyes for each other. If one guy's on the field, another guy's not. You can play, man. Next time you go out there, make sure because they coming down. How was it making sure you guys bond doesn't become jealous, doesn't become animosity? It stays. I just want to make sure, you know, I'm giving you all I can while you out there. No, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's friendly competition. We're competitors. Everybody thinks they're the best. You know, when you go to Florida and the NFL, everybody thinks they're the best and you're supposed to get the ball every play. So when the person go, we like I said, we had a rotation. Hey, it's your turn. It's your turn, and you're rooting for the person to be, be to be the best. I mean, obviously it's competition. You want to go out there and be the best, but you hey, this we're trying to win as a team. We have, like I said, it's fun to win and it's fun to go out there and compete. We want to be on winning teams, and I think you know Fred was just like we all, you know, we were just all boys at that time, trying to working towards a goal, competing. And hopefully, and hopefully we all get opportunity to go to the next level, stay healthy and do those types of things. But you there ain't nothing but love and respect for, you know, him, Eli, all those guys that came afterwards when Rob and, and Ernest came in and 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 Dazzling McCasman, all those guys we played with were great backs and had great careers. And you just it's all it's all love for everybody you play with. I mean, speaking of great teams, you go from listen, you literally spent your whole life in Gainesville. 
I mean, whole life until it's time until you're a grown man and you go from Gainesville, Florida to the Bay. You go to San Francisco. You you talking about uh, Jeff Garcia, T.O., J.J. Stokes, Garrison Hurts. Uh, I think you played with Julian Peterson. You played with some. I saw a game to where y'all playing the Giants. They beat y'all like thirty-eight to something, and then all of a sudden they unleashed here. What was that? What was that like? Because a lot of times, T. Jack people think, "Oh, that's Terry Jackson." You know, he won and had a championship. What was it like going from Florida to California on a team like San Francisco? Well, I mean, you you probably left out two of the best players ever in football, and Jerry Rice and Steve. I'm sorry. Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yes, sir, my fault. I mean, my goodness, it was a, it was a blessing in that number one, it was, it was at least it was a, a relatively warm weather state. As, although they say the, you know, San Francisco can be kind of, it's very cold actually. But going to sunny California from Florida, I love that. But going to a team that's known for winning was was exciting to me. Going with all those like legendary players and people I was playing with on Tech Mobile. Younger people may not even know what that is. Old Tech was a, it was fun. I mean, it was star after star on that team. Bryant Young uh, is greatness. I mean, you know, you had Tim McDonald, Merton Hanks. I mean, Ken Norton Jr. I mean, it was a lot of great players on that team, and you just learn. You learn what greatness is. You learn how to be a pro. I think more than anything, and I think you know that's the forty nine away. Be a pro. I think that's Jay Rice. Those type of guys who came from those 80s when they were winning all those championships. You know, we had people in the organization like Keenan Turner, Guy McIntyre. You know, Bill Walsh was still around when I was there. So just learning how to be a pro on another level is from college is one level. You think you know something. You get to the pros and realize you don't know anything. So being a pro is what you learn from, you know, those guys, T.O., and how they worked. Watch how Jerry Rice worked at 39, 40 years old. I mean, it was unbelievable and probably one of the best life lessons, you know, as a professional sport, anything you just, I mean, and I think that how you work being a pro to 49 away, play a player led team player, the leadership that you got from those players and that leadership could just be more so just how you work. I mean, it was a whole nother level that you could not imagine. Every time you're touching the ball, you're going 30, 40 yards in the offseason, how you're working. Like, you're being a pro. They, they allow autonomy of their players to be their best, to become masters of their craft, um, and and just have a love for the game. So, I mean, it was a, a beautiful experience. I mean, one thing about y'all, one thing about Terry Jackson that, uh, that, you, that the listeners don't know is this man is frugal. This man, he's not cheap. He's frugal. He ain't. It ain't finna be nothing. People say I seen Terry Jackson with a chain on. No, he was. No, that man. Have you walked? Because the one, because the greatest thing about you and your brother was you boys served as mentors to me. Like if I caught you T Jack in the offseason, man, you gonna hit me with some some words of wisdom. I mean, Willie caught me at his house, like, way out there in Florida, all in his refrigerator. I know Willie still love uh with the strawberry ice cream. I, I ate a couple of cartons when I was at his crib, but. The one thing that y'all never told me was I ain't got time. Y'all never said not today. I just, you know, now that I got you here, man, I definitely, I definitely want to tell y'all I appreciate you because I, I think sometimes when you go to Florida or you in the NFL, you think you got to fit a certain persona. You got to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, drive a certain car. Have you always been like that though to be able to say, look, I, I enjoy what I do, but. I'm one of them. I'm not, but I'm not them. Have you have you always had that had that uh type of perspective? 
Yeah, I think being, like I said, being from Gainesville, a smaller town, going to the school I went to, P.K. Young, which is a smaller family-type school, the pr- the pressures of trying to be cool and I just, you know, having an older brother and, and my dad and Pete, my mom around, just saying, be yourself. Like, just my focus was competing and getting better at whatever it was I'm doing in the classroom, off the field, and that was my focus. The other stuff was just, you know, byproducts, and, you know, I just kind of left it that way. I wasn't worried about and I tell, tell kids all the time, like, just, you know, you don't got to try to be cool. Just just do cool. Be yourself. And that's the, that's the coolest thing. Being yourself, enjoying yourself, you know, loving yourself, liking yourself. And then other stuff, will, you know, it, it falls into place. Swamp Kings or something that came out recently on Netflix was, was, was rated number one on Netflix for a couple of weeks. You was actually on that staff, even though you was behind the scenes, in the, you know, with the player personnel. What was those teams like? Because obviously, we, you know, I know what they were like, but what was it like being able to work with some of those guys, uh, Terry, understanding that, look, you got some of the biggest players, best players came through Florida. What was that time in Florida like, even though you had your time in the 90s? Uh, extremely talented group of guys, just like us, very competitive. The culture was one of competing that Urban uh, put in place. I mean, it was all about competing and winning. Um it was a little bit more business-like and that, you know, time-wise, like I said, with Coach Spurrier, we go, and, and it was a different time, too. Once we left in the 90s, we didn't have cell phones. So once we left, we were pretty much gone. You know, we always we were always around those those guys in the 2000s, but, I mean, they were, they were just as, as talented as any team. You know, those teams in the 80s had the talent like that and, and that were, you know, who would – Hall of Famer type players, and this team had, I mean, a slew of them. The recruiting was, I mean, nonstop, unbelievable. Um, the attention to detail with everything. Uh, it was just a bunch of great players. I think that uh, when when the, the, those pressures of, of being so great all the time, and I think that's kind of when things with, those, with, that, with that team and that organization started to go a little bit – Ari, but you got to even look at those teams. Imagine if, uh, if if Cam Newton stays there. You talk about three, four championships in a row. Um, but you had, I think it was, you got to enjoy it for what it was. You got two championships. Anybody who complains about that era of football, like, I mean, if you like, they were great. Ain't nothing else to say. That was a great era of Florida football, basketball. Just a great time to be a Gator in that respect. Yes, you had some off-the-field things, but think about Florida and Gainesville, anything that happens, most people are going to know about. There are a lot of teams in, in this nation with big-time football. There's stuff that happens that you, we never heard about because those places live, breathe, and die football, and they'll cover up anything. So, I mean, not that there weren't certain incidents of that in Florida, but because it is so small, most things are going to come out in Gainesville, Florida. So, I mean, they were no different than the, probably a lot of the other big teams other than they were, like I say, it was great players. You know, on that team, as you saw, and great players who never even got to, to shine there at Florida, like uh, Cam. But you had Tim Tebow there, who's probably one of the greatest Gators. I mean, people, I don't care what you say about, I mean, Tim was the the consummate football player, the consummate leader. I mean, somebody who just looked that, that's what you want. And I think he set the bar so high of what you want as a quarterback if you're a coach that. Anything that comes after him is is going it's going to it's going to um, your decision making when you're looking at a quarterback is going to is going to mess that up because you're always looking for 
the qualities of Tim Tebow off the field, just what he, how he worked, how he just cared. And you just, I mean, they have that much passion. I mean, I used to look at some of the stuff Tim did out when I'm 30 carries and be like, oh, I don't want that many carries. That's toughness. That's passion. That's desire. And I mean, you have, and that's how everybody was on those teams. So, but he set that, that kind of, that precedent. So it was just, like I say, it was some great, great players, great team. Good times. Talking with Terry Jackson, seven-year NFL pro with them, San Francisco 49ers, national champion. When his time at the University of Florida, I mean, you talk about great teams. I mean, there's too many to name with them Florida boys. You talk about Danny Wolver, you talk about Ike Redale, Quezzy, you talk about Ron Kerr, talk about Fred Taylor. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But the legacy of the Jackson family, your dad, your brother, yourself, your sister, now your nephew, Khalil. What is it like? Watching your nephew, I mean, man, I remember Khalil. I mean, when Khalil came out the womb, him and his him and his brothers looking like twins and all that kind of stuff. To see that when I said they said he got that jacket on his back, but he repping that twenty two. What is it like watching your nephew uh, on Saturdays? You know, it's a very proud feeling. Like I said, you remember them as babies, and they still babies to you. You know, I still my baby, so it's it's funny and it's it's, it's awesome that he. That's what he wanted, and he had to, he took a long route to get there, but now he's there and has worked his way up from a you know walk on to getting a scholarship, and he just been that's just putting in work, um, and to see him out there contributing and and having a good time more importantly and enjoying it is you know that's what any any family member would want to see for their, their youngsters, and I think uh, he just want to continue them to have some team success as well because that makes a big difference. But as long as he's out there continuing to work, and I just tell him be a leader. Be positive, regardless of what is around you, what you may hear or see, and just go out there and work, but enjoy it. Enjoy what you're doing, and I think it's, it's, it's very proud to see. Look, I, call, I still call him Lily Poo. I say Lily Poo. He was, I, I was on the sideline. <laughs> I said, Lily Poo, make somebody, you know, they'll call him like He just looked at me because he's, he's a very reserved person. He's very laid back, almost to the point of like, come on, guy, you really see? And I think that's, People like him, like he's just so laid back. So it's just fun to see him out there, you know, getting hype and having a good time and enjoying himself. So I know Willie is the head coach of PK Young right now, man. I got to get this joke on here just to tell him congratulations. I, that's got to be crazy. Your alma mater, now you the head coach there at PK Young. You talked about Khalil. I talked about your dad, you know, your mom, your sister. What would when you look back on it, because, you know, Terry, sometimes when you hear everything you've done, when you hear, hey, national championship seven years in the week, I got to go to Florida, I was able to, what would a 18 year, what would, what would uh, uh, you know, uh, a mid 40 something year old Terry Jackson say to his 18 year old self at PK Young getting ready to go, you know, across, you know, a couple of miles down the road to get, I mean, a couple of miles down the road to University of Florida, what would you say to yourself? Um, Yes, sir. that's a very good, good question. Like I said, I had a, a very enjoyable time at each stop. I think just continue to, you know, your network, never allow your network to go stale, continue to talk. And I mean, I'm very sociable in that respect, but just continue to build relationships from a business standpoint. Um, uh, be very selective about who you choose to do business with. I think it's probably the biggest thing who you choose to do business with and take your time in those situations. Have, you know, mentors, have advisors that are that are long term in place and just just vet everything to the to the I mean, the millionth extent. 
just vet everything relationships business wise and and uh can just continue to enjoy always continue to have a good time in everything that you do he is terry jackson seven-year nfl vet with them 49ers national championship with the university for the pk young blue wave you know alumni now Hey man, Terry's doing that, doing the husband thing, doing the daddy thing, doing the business thing. But, but only and Terry no, no longer had, no longer has that great Tahoe. His wife said, "You got it, it got to go, Terry." It got, Terry didn't want to let it go, but I, I know that's how long I've known Terry. But this, I am being, this is eighty four reasons no games don't get T Jack man. I appreciate you taking the time, man. We are gonna get together here soon, sir. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me, man. Had a great time. You keep up the great work. I'm proud of you. And the man you've become, and man, keep 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 riding to the stars, baby. Hey, man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. He is here, Jack. I am being true, man. 84 reasons, no games, no gimmies. If you ain't a gator, it don't matter no way. And we out of here.